Shalom, Lekum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. This morning we are looking at this week's Torah portion, which is entitled Vayiki. This is Genesis chapter 47, starting with verse 28 through 50, verse 26, which ends the book of Genesis. Here's the portion summary from TorahPortions.org. The last reading from the book of Genesis is named Vayiki, which means, and he lived. The title comes from the first verse of the reading, which says, Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. In this Torah portion, Jacob prepares for his death by securing a double portion of inheritance for Joseph and then blessing each of his sons with prophetic blessings. The book of Genesis ends with the death of Jacob, followed shortly by the death of Joseph and a promise of redemption from Egypt. So our, uh, our outline for today's Torah portion, we have the last days of Jacob. Jacob blesses Joseph's sons. He has his last words to his sons. Then you have Jacob's death and burial. You have Joseph's forgiveness of his brothers. And then Joseph's last day and death. And so that's what's covered in this portion for this week. I'm going to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures. So there will be some words that uh, may not sound familiar. Uh, but the first time we encounter them, I will kind of translate them on the fly. I pray that you'll be blessed this morning. And I just ask that you open up your hearts and listen to what the Word of God might have to say to us. If you are new to what a tour portion is, um, I did a short video and audio of that yesterday, and the article was up at scriptureandprophecy.com, and it's been made sticky, so it's at the very, very top, and it'll cover all that for you uh, if there's any confusion. All right, let's begin. Let's look at Vayiki, this week's Torah portion, starting with Genesis chapter 47, verse 28. And Jacob, that is to say Jacob, lived in the land of Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, seventeen years. So the link of Jacob's life was one hundred and forty-seven years. And the time for Yisrael to die drew near. And he called his son Yosef, and he said unto him, Now if I have found favor in your eyes, please put your hand under my thigh, and show kindness and truth to me. Please do not bury me in Mitzrayim. But I shall lie with my fathers, and you shall take me up out of Mitzrayim, and bury me in their burial place. And he said, I do as you have said. And he said, Swear to me. And he swore to him. And Yisrael bowed himself on the head of the bed. And after these events, it came to be, that it was said to Yosef, See, your father is sick. And he took with him his father and his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And Jacob was told, See, your son Yosef is coming to you. And Yisrael strengthened himself, and he sat up on the bed. And Jacob said to Yosef, 
El Shaddai appeared to me at Luz, in the land of Canaan, and Barak me, that is to say, blessed me. And he said to me, See, I am making you bear fruit, and you shall increase you, and make you an assembly of peoples, and give this land to your seed after you, as an everlasting possession. And now your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born to you in the land of Mitzrayim before I came to you in Mitzrayim, are mine, as Rumen and Shimeon, they are mine. Your offspring, whom you shall bring forth after them, are yours, and let them be called by the name of their brothers in their inheritance. And I, when I came from Padand, Rachel died beside me in the land of Canaan, on the way, and there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath. And I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is in Bethlehem. And Yisrael saw Yosef's sons and said, Who are these? And Yosef said to his father, They are my sons whom Elohim has given me in this place. He said, Please bring them to me and let me barak them. And the eyes of Yisrael were dim with age. And he was unable to see, and he drew near, drew them near to him. And he kissed him and embraced him. And Yisrael said to Yosef, I had not thought to see your face, but see, Elohim has shown me your seed. So Yosef brought them from between his knees. He bowed down with his face to the earth, and Yosef took them both, Ephraim, with his right hand toward Yisrael's left hand, and Manasseh with his left hand towards Yisrael's right hand and brought them near to him. And Yisrael stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head. Cautiously directing his hands, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he brought Yosef and said, Elohim, before whom my fathers Abraham and Yitshak walked, the Elohim who has fed me all my life long, to this day. The messenger who has redeemed me from all evil, Barak, that is to say, blessed the youths, and let my name be called upon them, and the name of my father Abraham, and Yitzhak, and let them increase to the multitude in the midst of the earth. And when Yosef saw that his father had laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, he was evil in his eyes, and he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from the head of Ephraim to the head of Manasseh. And Yosef said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also becomes a people, and he also is great, and yet his younger brother is greater than he. And the seed is to become the completeness of the nations. Please note, I think it's, so the tradition is, is that the firstborn would be the one to get the blessing. And if you remember in the story, Jacob, Israel here, it was also prophesied before he was born that the older would serve the younger, right? So his brother Esau came first, and then Jacob came, but Jacob was the one who ended up with the blessing. Well, we have a similar situation here. For whatever reason, through God's sovereignty, 
the blessing is going to Ephraim as the primary blessing instead of Manasseh. And so Joseph's trying to switch his father's hands around, and Jacob's like, no, I know. I know, but this is the way that it's going to be. So that's why there's that kind of confusion or uh, wrestling here. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know he also becomes a people. And he also is great, and yet his younger brother is greater than he, and his seed is to become the completeness of the nations. And he baracked them that day, saying, In you, Yisrael, shall barak, saying, Elohim, make you as Ephraim, as Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh, and Yisrael said to Yosef, See, I am dying. But Elohim shall be with you and bring you back to the land of your fathers. And I, I have given to you one portion above your brothers, which I took from the hand of the Amorite with the sword and with my bow. And Yaakov called his sons and said, Gather together so I declare to you what is to befall you in the last days. Gather together and hear, you sons of Yaakov, and listen to Yisrael your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my power, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of exaltation, and the excellency of power. Unstable as the waters, you do not excel, because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. And he went up to my couch. Shimeon, the Levi, our brothers, our weapons, our implements of violence, let my being not enter their counsel, let my esteem not be united to their assembly, because they slew a man in their displeasure, and they lamed an ox in pleasure. Cursed be their displeasure, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. You, Yehuda, your brothers praise you. Your hand is on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children bow down before you. Yehuda is a lion's cub. From the prey you have gone up, my son. And he bowed down, and he crouched like a lion. And like a lion, who rouses him? The scepter shall not turn aside from Yehuda, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him is the obedience of peoples. Binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine and his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than the wine and his teeth whiter than milk. So please note, Jacob is giving kind of a prophetic utterance about each one of his sons. And Yehuda, Judah, the one that the Jews come from, is the one that really receives the blessing. And that the scepter will not leave them. And of course, it's prophetic that Messiah would come from Judah, right? And that's why he says, till Shiloh comes. And to him, the obedience of his people. Continuing on, verse 13. Zubalan dwells at the seashore. He is a haven for ships, and his brother, and his borders is unto Tistan, to Sidon. Yisachar is a strong donkey lying between, between two burdens. And he saw that a wrestling place was good, and that the land was pleasant, and he inclined his shoulder to bear a burden, and became subject to slave labor. Dan rightly rules his people as one of the tribes of Israel. 
Dan is a serpent by the way, an adder by the path that bites the horse's heel so that its rider falls backwards. I have waited for your deliverance, O Yehovah. God, a raiding band raids him, but he raids its heel. Breed from Asher is rich, and he gives delicacies of a sovereign. Naphtali is a deer let loose, he gives words of elegance. Yosef is an offshoot of a fruit-bearing tree, an offshoot of a fruit-bearing tree by a fountain. His branches run over a wall. And the archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him, and hated him. But his bow remained in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty one of Yaakob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Yisrael. And from El, your father, who helps you. And by El Shaddai, who barak you with Barakath. That's to say, who has blessed you with blessing of the Shemayim. That is to say, heavens above. Barakath of the deep that lies beneath. Barakath of the breast and of the womb. The Barakoth of your father have excelled the Barakoth of my ancestors up to the limit of the everlasting hills. They are on the head of Yosef and on the crown of the head of him who is separated from his brothers. Binyamin, a wolf that tears in the morning and eats prey and at night divides the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Yisrael. And this is what their father spoke to them. And he barocked them. He barocked each one according to his own barakah. And he commanded them and he said to them, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, the Hittite. In the cave that is in the field of Machpelah which is before the Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham brought with the field of Ephron the Hittite as a possession for a burial site. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Yitshak and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah. The field purchased and the cave which is in it from the sons of Heth. And when Jacob entered commanding his sons, ended commanding his sons, he drew his feet up to his bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. And Yosef fell on his father's face and he wept over him and kissed him. And Yosef commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the the physicians embalmed Yisrael. And forty days were completed for him and so are completed the days of embalming. And the Mistrites, that is to say Egyptians, wept for him seventy days. When the days of weeping for him were past, Yosef spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, please speak in the hearing of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, See, I am dying. Bury me in the grave which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. And now please let me go up and bury my father in return. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father as he has made you swear. And Yosef went up to bury his father. And with him went up all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his house, and all the elders of the land of Mizraim, and all the house of Yosef and his brothers in his father's house. Only their little ones and their flocks and their herds they left in the land of Goshen. 
and there went up with him both chariots and horsemen, and it was a very great company. And they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Yarden. And they lamented there with a great and heavy lamentation. And he observed seven days of mourning for his father. And when the inhabitants of the land of the Canaanites saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning for the Misrites. That is why his name was called Abel Misraim, which is beyond the Yarden. And his sons did to him as he had commanded them. For his sons brought him to the land of Canaan and buried him in a cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, which Abraham brought with the field of Ephron the Hittite as property for a burial site. And after he buried his father, Yosef returned to Mistraim, he and his brothers and all who went up with him to bury his father. And when Yosef's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Yosef hates us and pays us back all the evil which we did to him? And they sent word to Yosef, saying, Before your father died, he commanded us, saying, This is what you were to say to Yosef, I beg you, please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of Elohim, of your father. And Yosef wept, and they spoke to him. And his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, See, we are your servants. And Yosef said to them, Do not fear, for I am in the place of Elohim. Let's say that again. And Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of Elohim? And you, you intended evil against me, but Elohim intended it for good in order to do it as it is this day to keep a great many people alive. And now, do not fear. I provide for you and your little ones. So he comforted them and he spoke kindly to them. So please know, we have the sons of Jacob and... I guess they're not done with their deceiving because they they lie and tell Joseph, please, this is what our father said, that you would forgive us. <laughs> Even though Joseph is forgiving them, that is that never took place. But Joseph forgives them and says, hey, am I in the place of God? Like, am I in the place of Elohim? What you did was evil, but it was out of God's sovereignty because... God had appointed me to save a great many people through the famine. And so he forgives his brothers. And he says, and now do not fear. I provide for you and your little ones. And so he confounded them and he spoke kindly to them. A few more verses here. Verse 22. And Yosef dwelt in Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt. And he and his father's household. And Yosef lived 110 years. And Yosef saw Ephraim's children in the third generation. The children of Makur, son of Manasseh, were also brought up to Yosef's knees. And Yosef said to his brothers, I am dying, but Elohim shall certainly visit you and bring you out of this land to the land which he swore to Abraham, to Yitshak and to Yaakov. And Yosef made the children of Israel swear, saying, Elohim shall certainly visit you, and you shall bring up my bones from here. And Yosef died being 110 years old. And they embalmed him, and he was placed in a coffin in Mitzrayim, that is to say, Egypt.
And that is how today's portion ends and how the book of Genesis ends. It ends with Joseph's death. But he gives a prophetic utterance that the day is coming when Elohim will visit and bring them out. Little do they know what's in store for them in the future. And I'm sure it just... I'm sure they, just like any of us, would hear that from Joseph and expect it to be coming somewhat soon, right? But it would not come soon. And by the time we get to next week's portion with the beginning of Exodus, Pharaoh and the Egyptians, they've already forgotten who Joseph was. I mean, Joseph literally saved their nation and the surrounding nations from famine. But within a couple hundred years, nobody knows who that even was. That's how quickly history is lost. And we've definitely observed that in our day. Well, there you have it, my friends. That is this week's Torah portion, Vayiki. If you're wanting the Torah portion to continue even though we've covered it for many years if you want me to finish out this year's schedule uh, then let me know in the comments and uh, we'll just keep doing it um, if you're if not let me know that too uh, because we have covered it for many many years uh, but I and I the thing is, is I try to get away from it because I want to focus on some other things but I always get I always draw right back to it even though I've been over it so many times uh, I just covering the stories just never gets old alright that's all I have for you this morning peace and grace be with all of you and until next time God bless